What is up, everybody? Welcome to the FSB Nutrition Podcast. We are re-educating dieters one bowl of cereal at a time over here. Guys, today I want to talk about a topic that um, I think it's a—it's just a lot of confusion and misunderstanding um, in general on this topic, and that's the the overall concept of of body fat and um, getting leaner while losing weight. Um, side note, I did, uh, I think it was like last week, I said I was going to have this podcast out like the day after I made the post. And so what I've learned is actually, I'm going to stop doing like, and I encourage everyone else who makes the same mistake. I'm going to stop doing like verbal public commitments to things because <laughs> Every time I do that, I always think to myself like, oh, you know, because I'm because I'm going online and I'm saying that I'm going to do this to my audience, you know, it's going to like mentally hold me accountable to actually doing it. And it never works. Um, number one, because it's just not the kind of person I am. I like to just do things at my own pace and uh, not really have that um, like sort of promise attached to it. And then the other thing is I, I feel like... W- there's a lot of ego that kind of goes into this where we assume that the people looking at the story or looking at the post, um, are actually paying enough attention that they are going to notice if you don't do that. Um, whereas in reality, everyone's so focused on their own shit. Like you make that post and then whoever read it probably forgot it five minutes later. Um, so anyway, that being said, not really going to be making verbal commitments to timeframes on certain episodes or topics anymore. I'm just going to do them as they come. Um, cause if I make a, a commitment, I probably won't keep it anyway, if I'm being real. Uh, so anyway, the topic, uh, body fat. So, you know, this is something that it, it's kind of a general subject that can kind of apply to everybody. Um, certain aspects of it, I think apply, to, I guess, men in a certain sense in terms of like the concept of being shredded, because this is a question I get from men a lot. Um, it applies to women in certain situations, but I think it's a more common theme with men. But, um, in general, you know, I want to make it clear that, uh, first and foremost, when you're losing weight, so when you're in a dieting phase, you're in a program and you're, let's say you're losing weight, you know, at a consistent rate, um, I never recommend that you try to like use your body fat percentage as a measure of success when you're in that process. There are much better measures, the scale being one and uh, body weight measurements being the second one, like your waist, your hip, circumference, all that stuff. Um, When you're looking at that and your weight combined, those are two of the best... um, methods of actually gauging your pro your progress. A lot of people have scales at home that have all this fancy stuff. Like it tells you, tells you your supposed body fat, your water weight, your fat weight. Um, and then some other things too. I don't even know what all goes on them, but when people ask me like, should I get a scale that has all that stuff? I tell them, no, if you want to get it fine, but I will say, don't look at any of that other stuff. And assume it to be true. 
Um, there, with, with those scales, especially if it's a cheap scale, what it's telling you, your body fat percentages is way off. I can promise you it's probably not even close within like a 5% range. And that's huge. Like if you look at the grand scheme of body fat, 5% is a big, big, big number because that can account for many pounds of total body weight. So, and even when you buy an expensive, like let's say you go with like a Tanita scale, um, Tanita makes like sports performance style equipment and you'll find Tanita scales in like labs and things like that. Um, those are even fairly off actually. And it's, it's known. Um, you can go to places in your community, like, um, I know like supplement giants and, uh, different, um, supplement stores have, uh, on hand, what's called an in-body, uh, machine. And this is a really common one. Some gyms even have them. If you have a certain membership, you can use it for free. And the in-body again, pretty big margin of error. It's something that if you want to do it just for fun, that's fine. But I'm here to tell you, don't take body fat measurement tools all that seriously. Unless you are getting in a bod pod, a underwater weigh tank, or a, uh, getting a DEXA scan, you're not getting a very accurate measurement. And even those three, which are considered the gold standard in science, as far as measuring body fat, even those three they still have margins of error. And the only way to truly use those for an accurate, accurate measurement is you have to actually do like, say for example, you stayed in a lab for like three days and you did your body fat at the same exact time each day after having the exact same amount of food, after having the exact same amount of sleep, the exact same amount of water, all other variables kept completely constant and you do it at the same time, everything is exactly the same. And you did that on a recurring basis over several days. That would be the only actual way to know what your true body fat percentage is, right? Um, which is just not either plausible nor possible for, you know, 99% of you. So I want everyone to sort of get away from the idea that, you know, body fat percentage is like a, a super accurate method of tracking. Now, I will say from like a bigger picture standpoint, if you are 60 pounds overweight and you lose 40 pounds, right? You can be sure your body fat percentage dropped. I don't know what the percentage would be, but if you lose 40 pounds of weight, your body fat percentage is going to be lower, right? And so in that case, when you say, okay, well, it was here, now it's here. Even if those two before and after numbers aren't accurate, the after number is no doubt going to be lower, right? So it's an easier gauge to look at when you're, when you've had a journey where you've lost that many pounds, but when you're someone who's just, you know, you've lost five pounds and you want to know the body fat percent change, stop stressing over that because you're not going to get the right answer anyway. Okay. And that sort of leads me into my next point about body fat too, which is that most people have a very skewed um, sort of inaccurate idea of what body fat truly looks like on an individual and where it even should be for overall health. Um, 
it's actually quite a bit higher from a clinical standpoint to when you're considered quote unquote healthy, right? Those numbers in body fat are actually quite a bit higher than what people think they are. And so, for example, this is like a really common one, right? Women. I get this a lot with women. Um, and I've actually coached more women in my career so far than I have men. So this is something that I, I come across a lot. But, you know, I'll have a, a female client that'll say, you know, oh, I checked my body fat. And let's just say, for example, they used InBody, which is, you know, one of the, I guess you could say, more accurate um, methods on the not so accurate scale, but a little bit higher up there. Uh, just cause it takes some more factors into account. But anyway, let's just suppose they say I did my in body and it says I'm 24% body fat, right? Well, they freak out. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I was 24% body fat. I thought I was like 13 or 14 or something. And it said 24, this is insane. How can I have this much fat on me? And what they don't understand is that 24% body fat for a woman, especially if you're aged 20 to 40, that's actually considered a normal, healthy, again, from a clinical standpoint, a normal, healthy body fat percentage for, for a woman of that age. That probably means that you're somewhere in a, in a uh, body weight range where your overall health is probably looking fairly good. Now, that's, you know, there are obviously some exceptions. You can have other health issues um, independent of weight, but I'm speaking generally here. Um, for women aged 40 to 60, that threshold actually goes up a little higher even. Um, for, for a woman aged 40 to 60, a body fat percentage of 33 to 34% is still falls in that clinically healthy range. You're teetering on the edge of now your body fat percentage is becoming too high. You're, you're inching closer to that obese range when you get up in the, in the 30s. But even in the low 30s, you're still considered, you know, if you're if you're a 55 year old woman and your body fat percentage is let's just say 32 percent, that sounds obnoxiously high. But in reality, again from a clinical perspective, you're actually still falling in that normal range. Um, it's not until you get up to around the 40 mark that we start saying, okay, well now you're pushing obese, and we need to start looking at making some changes here. Um, for men, uh, again, very common, but in a different way, how I hear this from men, right? And I'll, I'll circle back around to this, but for men, the thresholds on these healthy body fat percentages are actually lower, which makes sense because, uh, men, um, just genetically have more muscle on their frame than women do. So their body fat percentages are going to be lower by default, um, most of the time. So, you know, for men, that, that healthy, normal threshold range for ages 20 to 40 is anywhere between seven and 20% body fat. So you can even be like 18, 19% and you're still considered clinically normal slash healthy on a body fat percentage scale. Men 40 to 60, again, just like with women, it goes up a little bit higher where you can push up to 23% body fat and still be considered clinically healthy. And it's not until we get up into the 25% range um, 
between 25 and 30, depending on the age, all the way up to 50 is where that like obese, uh, overweight threshold really hits. So the point is here is that I think people have a very skewed idea of what healthy body fat is. And when they hear certain numbers, they associate it with that can't be good. Um, you know, if, if it's that high, I have to be overweight. I must be too fat. I must be unhealthy. When in reality, clinically, you're actually probably much in a much better uh, spot than you think you are. Now, in the United States, the issue is our national average is really bad from both a men and women perspective. So the actual, the national average last time I checked, which was fairly recent, but our national average body fat percentage for men was around 30 and for women, it's around 40. Um, I need to triple check that, but I'm fairly certain that's about where we are. Um, and that actually puts both categories in the obese range for men and women across the board uh, uh, on an average basis in the U.S., um, which is why we have a 40% rate of obesity in this country. That's a different topic for a different day, but just a fun fact. Um, I think that there's a, a really important reason for, the, for why people have such a skewed perception of what a healthy body fat is and what it should look like. And the reason really is media right? And so like an example that always comes to my mind is I remember it was one of the Thor movies that Chris Hemsworth did. Um, I don't remember which one, but he was coming out with one of them. And you know how it is with like the actors and stuff where they go through these workout regimens and then they eat their, you know, they're, here's the thing with this too. Um, celebrities, when they go on these diets and things, you have to remember too, celebrities have the money to pay. They're paying, they're paying a a dietitian, maybe, but either way, someone to write them a meal plan. Like they're just literally being told, eat this, eat that, because they understand that this, they don't really care about maintaining these results, probably for the most part. They care about getting the result for the role. And then afterwards, it's okay if they just fall off, right? Um, in terms of Sorry, so I think someone's coming in the house, so I got I lost my train of thought. But um, anyway, they're not really concerned with maintaining the results and carrying on after the role is completed, right? So they're paying someone to just give them their meals. They're paying a trainer to uh, take them through intense workouts five to six days a week. And on top of all that, they probably have a personal chef that's cooking all their meals for them. So when you're in a position like that, it becomes a lot easier to make sure all the pieces are in place. Okay. Um, so I remember there was this story, it was on Chris Hemsworth and it was in, I don't know if it was a magazine or an article I read online somewhere. It was probably online. Um, but it, you know, it's, it was like how do they always do when a movie's coming out, um, and you have an act, a male actor who's getting all shredded for the for the film, and they're going to market. Here's his workout. Here's his diet. You know, this is what he did because they know that whatever medium this is on, men are just going to flock to that and say, "Oh, I'm going to do the Chris Hemsworth program, right?" And it like laid out his meals, it laid out his workouts, all that stuff uh, in sort of a a summary. But the thing that stood out to me though 
the thing that caught my eye was that something it was I'm paraphrasing here, but it was worded like this. Here's how Chris Hemsworth achieved 2% body fat for the Thor role. And that made me laugh, right? Because I'm looking at a picture of Chris Hemsworth and then I'm reading this line. And as someone who has worked with lots of people with weight loss, I personally have, uh, when I, when I talk about myself and my own body, I have stood on a bodybuilding stage. I have prepped for bodybuilding competition shows. Um, I've gone through extreme, highly intensive dieting phases myself. And I know other people who have on a personal level. Um, one thing that gives you a different perspective on true body fat percentage is to compete at in like physique competitions and, and be around multiple people in that environment. It gives you a whole new perspective on what true body fat percentages actually look like. Um, because it's very rare that you're around that many people at one time that are that lean. And I'm looking at this photo of Chris Hemsworth and it says 2% and I'm going, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Whoever wrote this, right? Or they know what they're talking about and they're deliberately lying to, to draw traction to the article. In any case, Chris Hemsworth looks good, but in reality, what they're calling 2% was probably 8%, right? And that's huge. 6%, especially when you're in the single digit range, is a massive, massive difference, okay? In total body weight, total fat pounds, it's very different. But this is why we have such a skewed perception of what true body fat looks like is because the you know people read this and they go, oh, well, if, if that's what 2% looks like, right? So then Bill, who loses 25 pounds, you know, loses the beer gut that he might've had, starts to be able to see some muscle definition, starts to get a little lean, you know, he's starting to look good. He feels good. Um, and when you look in the mirror, you can see, you know, some muscle separation and he's, you know, he's looking really good and lean and strong. And because he sees this photo and he says, well, that must be 2%. He looks at himself and he says, well, I'm, I know I'm not there, but I'm not too far from that. So I must be, oh, I don't know, five, 6%, right? And so I've often seen this, especially from men. This is far more common with men, but I've seen men, you know, show, I've even had men show me pictures of themselves who I've coached or, you know, or even just people that I know who I've met in the gym and things like that. They'll show me a photo of themselves and they'll be like, see, this was me. At, I was shredded here. That's the word that they like to use is shredded. I was shredded here, you know, at like 6% body fat. And I look at the photo and me not being a dick, you know, I don't call them out or anything. And I just, you know, kind of chuckle and agree. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, you are not 6% there, my guy. You are probably, and this is just a guess, usually looking at these photos, they don't realize they are probably like 12, maybe 13, right? And if I were to tell them that though, they would be like, oh, you're crazy. You have no, you don't know what you're talking about. That can't be 12 or 13. But this is, this is where we are with our false perceptions of what body fat looks like, where it should be, um, and what it actually takes 
if somebody were to try to achieve a 6% body fat for, let's say for men, women, I don't even recommend you would even try to ever get that low, even for somebody, um, at the level of a competition. Like if you were going to do a bikini or figure show for women, um, you know, women tend to, even at their very leanest tend to not fall into the single digit range. Something like 10 to 12% is very, very, very lean for most women, especially if they're on the taller side. Um, and so when, you know, when people talk about getting shredded again, going back to that word and really the idea of getting your body fat percentage so low that you're in that range, most people can't conceptualize what it actually takes to get there. Right. Um, some people are gifted from a genetic standpoint in the sense that they can, get very lean without cutting calories too low. And that's just because they are genetically lean people already. These are usually the people that you see who can eat whatever they want. Seems like they can eat whenever they want as much as they want. And they just don't seem to gain much weight. These people, um, and before you talk shit and bash them, um, out of, you know, jealousy of that concept, understand that those people have their own struggles that they have a really hard time dealing with that you're not aware of. Um, so every, you know, grass is always greener, right? But those are the people that tend to be able to get lean. Um, and I'm not even going to say it's easy, but easier than the majority of the rest of us. Right. So somebody like me, I gain, I, I, I kind of almost fall in the middle. I can, I can lose weight when I really want to fairly easily, but I can gain weight very, very, very easily. All I have to do is be in a surplus and not move around much and my weight will shoot right up. Right. And this is my genetics. I was never raised, um, super active. I was sort of a chubbier kid growing up. So genetically I just hold on to weight easier. And I think most people tend to fall more in that category of it's easier for them to gain weight than it is to lose it. Right. And if you are one of those people like me, just understand that getting truly, truly lean, losing enough body fat from your frame to be considered what, you know, most people in like the physique world would call shredded the amount of habit changing and lifestyle differences that that takes is not something most people are willing to endure, nor would they want to, um, because it truly affects other areas of your life that are important. Um, you know, it's hard for some people who do, uh, competitions and physique shows and things. It's sometimes it's often hard for them to even maintain relationships uh, and when they do have relationships, usually their partner is involved in the same thing because you have to have somebody there with you who understands what you're going through when you are at such a level of depletion that now you, you start going through these sort of mind games. Uh, your, your brain starts sort of playing tricks on you um, when you're when you're restricting yourself that heavily. And I won't get into that. I won't get into the, the depth of the psychology of all that. Just understand that you know, it, it, 
on average, most people don't truly know what that word shredded really, really means or what it takes to achieve that. Um, let alone the misconceptions about body fat and, um, weight and everything that most people have in general. So I sort of, I really, the purpose of this was I just wanted to sort of, um, give you some, a different perspective on, uh, total body weight, weight loss, fat loss, and just sort of as a big picture, what it really looks like and where some of these misconceptions, try that again, where some of these misconceptions are and where they come from. Um, and this is another huge reason guys, why I'm, I'm, I try really hard to make sure that most of you guys are aware that, uh, so much of what you see in the media is just such total bullshit. Um, you know, this goes back to like celebrities promoting weight loss teas and detox products and shit that they don't even use, mind you, but they're getting a fat paycheck from the company telling them to promote it. Um, the truth is if you were to ask them a, an actual question about the product, they probably couldn't even answer it, right? Other than what they've been scripted to say. Um, media and celebrities and these role models we all look up to, you know, that's really where we, we've lost some of our, um, our true perception and our actual education on what real health, real weight, real fitness actually looks like in the real world, right? Where we don't have private chefs and we don't have, um, we don't have, we're not meeting with a trainer five to six days a week because most of us can't afford that. Right. So just please be aware of that and understand that if you think your body fat is too high, it may well be depending on where you are. But if you're somebody who you are mindful of what you eat, you try to eat well, um, you try to watch your calories and you exercise regularly multiple times a week, chances are if you, if you, if those are your habits and you think your body fat percentage is too high, it probably isn't. It's just that your perception of that number is too high. But in reality, from a, from a health standpoint, you're probably just fine. So that's all I've got for you on body fat. Um, if you guys have any questions about it, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I can go a lot more in depth on this for a lot longer. Um, and if you like the episode, as always, subscribe, share, leave a review, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.